0: Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You'll know more about the baseball models in the course of this episode, let's so cover four major league baseball games scheduled to be played on Thursday, May 4th, 2023. Yes, new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's ww.picswithheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Reminder, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember that sports are predictable, so the discussion of this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T as that'd be a foolish and impossible goal. Take a long-term view around here and don't get distracted when all those weird baseball things happen. It balances out in the long run, but it's just hard to foresee before it happens. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say, it will be profitable every single day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Cause Jared, uh, usually I feel like in the intro, I-, I watch enough baseball that I can talk about some weird baseball things that have happened. M- maybe you can tell us a weird baseball thing that's happened. Uh, I've, I, I, Last night, I I was at the Stars playoff game, and I feel like with life craziness, I have not watched a lot of baseball in the last, like, four days. I feel like I've got the itch to watch some baseball. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's crazy happening? I feel like there's things. I just can't even think of them right now.
1: The only thing I would draw attention to is something that you tweeted about yesterday, I believe, that the Oakland Athletics itching is a level of bad that I'm not sure that we've seen, maybe, maybe the tail end of like the, the college football teams, like the, you know, Mm -hmm. 130th ranked college football team, Mm -hmm. maybe they've been that Mm -hmm. level of ineptitude in any professional sport that we've covered. I, I, I don't know if I've seen any team that's just been as bad as the Oakland pitching has been.
0: Yeah, and you know, the other 29 teams are playing. We talked about this a lot on the Discord kind of like we expect. There's some ups and downs. Some teams are having good starts and bad starts and some bullpens are struggling, but every bullpen's going to struggle. It's just you kind of notice it. Like we talked the Braves bullpen. Braves bullpen's much better yeah, than they've yeah. shown. They they've struggled for sure. You can't yeah. change that. <laughs> um (laughs) every bullpen's going to struggle. It's just, if it happens in April, it looks really bad. Uh, the ones that are going to struggle in June or July when we're barely, you know, people are half paying attention. We've lost half our audience because people are just tired of baseball by then. Right. Right. You won't notice it as much because they've already baked some good starts. So every kind of like the other 29 teams are kind of just fine. The A's though, uh, I don't, I, are, are they trying to, are they actively yeah. trying to lose? Did the Astros try, actively try to lose back when oh, we
1: were watching? Well, I, I, I mean, uh, yes, the A's are actively trying to lose. Did you not pay attention to any of their transactions over the offseason? Yes, they are trying to lose, um, yeah. but they're just doing it in, in, in spectacular fashion. They are. Well. They
0: really are. As someone, of course, made the joke recently, I believe it was like in the Braves game, like Sean Murphy's hitting a home run and Matt Olsen's hitting a home run. And someone on Twitter was like, man, imagine those two guys in the same team and Matt Chapman and Sonny Gray, like what a team that would be you know making the joke of course and yeah yeah it's it's uh, we'll move on from that topic Um, I have one other question that I want to ask you just based off the recent results of something that's been on on my brain here how do you I think we all kind of love the A-grade plays, right? Um, other than the A-grade plays, which are the best value, it doesn't mean they're the highest likely to win. They're just the best long-term value. It's dogs that are, you know, got great value or even favorites that just should be priced way higher, and it's just like, let's bake that money, right? Other than the A-grade plays, how do you treat the B and the C-grade plays specifically? Are, are, do you kind of look through them and play more of the Bs than the Cs, or do you do – you, you know just don't even touch them at all like what's your strategy for people who are looking at the B and the C grades and kind of seeing some ups and downs like how would you recommend them handle that
1: yeah so i i usually play most of the B's not always kind of went into this last week but if i just see a, a team that has been playing terribly as of recent playing a team that i feel like is hot if i see a pitching matchup, but I think this is just like a terrible um, matchup. You, you mentioned, I can't remember it was last season, About I think it was the Giants maybe that were a lot better against lefties and righties. If there's something like that off the top of my head that I know about, I kind of try to, to utilize that a little bit. Uh, for the most part, I still play most of the B plays, but I will scale my wagers on a team that I don't feel as great on. So, Usually play the B plays, kind of like how you recommend, but sometimes I'll scale a B play down to a C play. A lot of the C plays, I'll be honest with you, I can only consume so much baseball in one day. Some of the C plays, if it's not something that immediately sticks out to me, like, for example, today, you know, like the the game that we're going to talk about, the Orioles, like them, it's a C grade. I'll probably play them because I like them. So anyway, but that's just a little, uh, you know, just a little leading there that, hey, maybe we have a play on that game that's not related to the side. So you'll have to stick to (laughs) that in the rest of the show and see. (laughs) there
0: there you go uh ignore the thing we talked about with the a so just think let's ignore that uh because that little for uh foreshadowing on that one <laughs> say,
1: say that again I'll bring it back up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, the, the last thing I, I just I just want to mention for the viewer, I know we've we've talked a little bit on Discord over the summer as I have more time. I am really going to dive deep into the data, pull a lot of the data from this year and track line movements and try to give people some better ideas based off what the data has shown about fading line movements and different things like that. I'm working on a college football paper right now where um, we're kind of looking back on last season's data and doing that we doing the same for baseball. I think it's going to be a lot of interesting information. So stay tuned for that uh, viewer coming over the summer i'll tweet out some of that information we'll talk about it on show where i think to provide some value there's a lot of good questions people have asked me i think it's a great question i'm like i'm i'm excited to dive in and do the research to answer that question unfortunately some of these questions you can't just you know think for an hour and figure it out it takes a little bit more work than that but they are on the to-do list to try to help people figure out line movements that's another question about playing at this and the line moves and how do you handle that right now i don't have great answers but i will have some some better answers uh of how the model handles that uh over the summer but otherwise uh we'll get to today's slate here but before we do some quick reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube Also, if you aren't yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and if you turn on notifications you won't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content that this channel provides uh talk about a grade money line plays returning four units b3 c2 i actually got that displayed on the screen today i've done some upgrading so i'm excited to unveil that so we'll have to talk about it but you'll see it and people who are like i still still not understand, you will see it on the screen Let's get to it. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Because uh, we were talking about this, only one evening game. That's a 6 p.m. Eastern. start. a lot of early games here on Thursday. Good opportunity to, you know, take out the significant other, spend some time with the kids, with the parents, with the friends, or just binge Netflix and say, screw other people. I just don't want to watch baseball, I want to catch up on. i got a lot of shows to catch up on personally, right? you got a lot of options here on Thursday, yeah. Right? Yeah. all the day games in p.m. Eastern. Mets at the Tigers. You can see it on screen. Look at that. B-grade. Tigers plus 160. Risking 1.15 units to win 1.85. That adds up to 3. That's how I do the B-grade plays. Want them to add up to a little bit less than the A-grades because the value isn't quite there. This is a fantastic match, in my opinion. Justin Verlander making his season debut against Eduardo Rodriguez, who has looked lights out so far to start the season with a 2.21 ERA. The advanced metrics, of course, have him a little bit higher than that, but still a very good pitcher. Gets a 90-grade at almost to full standard deviation better than league average gonna play the tigers here at plus 160 because the model says it should be 155 so a little bit of value here is the tigers can win this almost 40 percent of the time you have some extra variability with verlander's first start have no idea how that's going to play out some guys come out in a situation like this and look fantastic early on some guys don't verlander being a little bit older Looked great last year. Obviously, you and I both know as Astros fans. When is that going to fall apart? This year, next year, the year after? Who knows? It's going to happen eventually. Uh, but just a lot more question marks there for him. Decent chance to take the dog in the Tigers. And the other reason to talk about this game is the total. I'm loving this under eight here, as the projected total from the model is 6.5. Ball flew a little bit here on Wednesday in the first game in Detroit. Ball was, wind was blowing out on a cool day. And the wind really played a huge factor in that uh, getting some extra runs. Uh, Here, we've got a different story. Wind will be blowing across to start off with, but by the end of the game, it'll be blowing in at over five miles an hour, relatively chilly day in the low 50s. So the ball shouldn't carry quite as much as it did here on Wednesday. I think that's giving us good value here with two good pitchers. I like playing both of these because if Verlander struggles, then we got a great chance to catch a plus one hundred and sixty ticket. If he pitches great, we got a great chance to catch the under, and we still might get a Tigers two to one win or something like that. The Mets, of course, one of those teams that have a lot of left-handed bats, so might struggle with a lefty in Eduardo Rodriguez. Because Jared, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Come on, is anybody going to guess where where I'm going with here? Of course, I'm playing the under eight here as well. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, like you mentioned, great start to the season against, in my opinion, inconsistent Mets lineup. Uh, (laughs) Justin Verlander, it was, you know, he kind of defied time for a long time. And I thought surely after the Tommy John thing, he was going to come back and he just wasn't going to quite be his his same self. I, I don't know what we would have what we could possibly think in our minds that he's not going to come back and look just as good after this latest injury. It wasn't Tommy John. I'll be honest with you. Was it his lat? I don't know exactly what it was, Um, but whatever it is, can't be as bad as Tommy John. And and so I think he's going to come back and I think he's still going to be just as good. So uh, I love the under eight here as well. I think you're getting a lot of value with two really good pitchers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, the Tigers' offense can struggle, uh, especially in a park that's still, I think, pretty neutral overall. Wind blowing out, wind blowing in matters, of course. That's what we kind of saw on Wednesday. Uh, But still a kind of neutral park. It used to be a big pitcher's park, and, of course, they moved those fences in a little bit, which is going to help give a few more runs. But eight and a half just seems – or eight runs seems like way too many here in this type of game. Feels like a sleepy afternoon game. Uh, A a good day to get out to the ballpark if you can handle low 50s uh, in what should be a pitcher's duel uh, in Detroit. I'm going to guess that game goes by quickly. That's just yes. going to be my guess. Yeah, I would think so. This has definitely got a, got a good chance of being one of those two and a half hour games, two 20 yeah. games. One of those like that, that just kind of flies through. Yeah. Uh, also at one ten PM, a uh, pirates of the rays folks. That is not a typo. This is the a plus play of the day. Uh, second time we're putting it on show. Usually it's reserved for dub club. You can see there, the risk plus the win adds up to five. Usually the A grades add up to four, have the a plus play of the day add up to five. Uh, Uh, Cousin Jared, I'm making an exception for you here because you just wanted to talk about this game so bad. And so I said, fine. I said, (laughs) one off, we will make this allowance and we will put the best play of the day on show for the people. Because Jared,
1: why were you so excited? to talk? I don't even know. Why were you so excited to talk about this team? Because I love the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's why I want to talk about this game. I mean, we've talked about it multiple times on the show. The second best team in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates here. And let me tell you, though, folks, the, the Pittsburgh Pirates are the second best team in baseball, not the first best team in baseball, yep. because the best team in baseball is are those Tampa Bay Rays. Yep. Uh, this, this game... I think, first of all, you're looking at a huge pitching advantage for, for the Rays. Vince Velasquez, we have plenty of experience with. When he's on, he's on. Problem is, most of the time, he's not on, and it's really not great. Um, so that's uh, a number one thing, in my opinion. The second thing is, and I really want to you know use specific terminology here, I don't think that there is a bigger away field disadvantage than playing at the trot because there is nothing advantageous about playing your home games there it's just yeah. more of a disadvantage for the away team to come in there and of course the rays have been amazing at home this season so as much as i love the pirates and i do love me some pirates this this ain't the place guys this big of a pitching matchup i i think that it's a steal here only laying 180 uh to get the rays to win i think this one is just not priced correctly
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. It's a steal. It's a, it's. I love that what you said. It's a road. It's a bigger road field disadvantage. It's not a home yes. field advantage, but it, it kind of is a home field advantage a little bit in that uh, the Rays know about that the weird white roof and how the ball carries there. The turf. There's only so many turf fields right still in baseball. Uh, you can definitely count them on one hand. I, off the top of my head, is there even one other one that's actual turf anymore? Uh, I feel yeah, like I don't it. know. It might be the only one um, at this point. Yeah. So many more tractable roofs. There might be another one or two out there, but there's not many at this point. Uh, I guess the Rogers Center would, in Toronto would still be uh, probably a turf, but yeah, there's just, anyway, there's not, there's not many. Uh, so yeah, that home field advantage helps them not because the fans whatsoever, but because of the, the, the track, the, the roof just being a little bit different. And so uh, the, the other thing that players have talked about, sometimes it's weird to go to a place like that. That's kind of cavernous and empty it it, it can it can affect the road team because they're not used to that the rays are used to playing in front of nobody right there so like you said a huge home home field advantage asterisk question mark for the rays they played really well at home they're a really good team like you said the huge pitching mismatch here with zach Eflin and vince velasquez i think this is also partially mispriced because people look at the eras of these two guys and they say oh they're both around three but as you and i both know Zach Eflin's a pretty solid pitcher and Vince Velasquez has been very lucky. The underlying metrics his yeah. ERA should be about a run higher. He's somewhere in the low fours. We've talked about him before, somewhere between average and below average when he's pitching. Well, he can at least be an average pitcher and he's done that at times. He's looked good so far for the pirates, but it's a different story facing this rays team who, for the first time in ages, can hit really well. And yep. I'm like you, I love the pirates, but this is not the place for it here. Minus 180, I'm with you, is a steal. Just eeks into a grade category. It's my favorite A play of the day. And of course, the total on this one, eight or eight and a half, and the model is projecting eight point four. So not a total I'm focusing on. Just gonna stick to playing the rays here as so I think this is like you like you said, a steal here, risking a little over three units to win almost two. 210 p.m. Eastern Orioles at the Royals. Uh because is it just me or I love putting these names together
1: and calling them the Royals? Orioles? Royal? The first one, you, the first one you had me. That one I had you, acceptable. Okay. The others, yeah, the others are too much of a mouthful. Not
0: not Roy Orioles. That's too no, much. No, that's that's too much. Okay, uh, if you put these two teams together, you'd have a much better baseball team. I, that's the old joke. right? <laughs> the Orioles actually are good, of course. Yeah, the boys, right. Yeah. And the, the Royals, uh, unfortunately, still not. We're gonna play the Orioles here at minus one sixty four. Only C grade value because sideline says it should be minus one fifty six. So you can see this play adds up to two units, risking a little over one to win just under one. I don't know. I I feel like I'm tired of saying this, but for the most part, like back to Orioles, fade the Royals. It's not going to work every single night, but in general, it's working for us. And I don't really think we should change. I think this Orioles team is pretty solid. Grayson Rodriguez versus Jordan Lyles. Uh, Speaking of former Astros pitchers, at least Velasquez has hung on to being okay and serviceable at times. Lyles, 6'11 ERA on the season and the advanced metrics say that's pretty accurate. And that's not good. No. Um, Grayson Rodriguez has actually been unlucky. His ERA should be around three, according to his underlying metrics. I think it's a big pitching edge from the start. Royals bullpen, not bad, but still not as good as the Orioles. And of course the Royals offense is better on the road, but I still think the Orioles are the play here. And of course, Let's get us an over here. The projected total is 10.4. So we're going to play over 9.5, upper 70 degrees with the temperature and the wind blowing out between 10 and 15 miles an hour. Kaufman can play very hitter friendly. So over is the play as well as maybe a side little bit on uh,
1: Baltimore. Cuz, Jeter, what do you got? So this is one of those C grades that does get, get my stamp of approval. So I, I would fully endorse to play on the Orioles here. But I'm like you. I'm joining you on the over here. The people on Discord are going to be shocked that I'm going to be on an overplay. But I, I like the over here as well. To your point, Lyles has been very bad so far this season. I, I think, obviously, when we think of runs in baseball, you think of course Field, and you think of the hot summer days at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. You think about yep. the ball flying out. Kauffman is another one of those things where it gets hot during the summer. You get the wind blowing out. There could be a lot of runs at the stadium. Yep. So we're starting to see that time of year where the temperature is starting to go up a little bit and you're going to see some of these parks really turn into some run producers and so there might be some value here on overs as we kind of head into the summer. I think this is going to be a perfect example of that. I think that there's going to be a lot of runs in this one. So let's play the over here.
0: Yeah, and of course, talking about the ball flying out a little bit more than last year, always talking about which ball Major League Baseball is using. Uh, Obviously, the ongoing saga, right? But we've seen the ball have a little bit less drag this year that's created home runs and increased based off what we expected, based off the weather and comparing to years past and the blah, 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 science and math, right, that we've got uh, going from like uh, around uh, like 4% of the bats hitting a home run to about 5 That's ignoring Mexico City as well because that was a weird yeah, <laughs> situation yeah. as well. Uh, but that's also going to help on a day like today with the wind blowing out. A little bit less drag is going to get you a little bit extra carry, turn a couple of uh, warning track fly balls into home runs. And like you said, some of these Kauffman, uh, Fenway, another one, of course, that when it gets warmer – you're going to see some games with like 15 runs in them. It's going to, it's going to get pretty wild. But I, I think.
1: What in it really, what other sport can get away with like just using different balls and everybody's just kind of like, it just accepted it at this point. Like, I mean, what if this happened in football or what if this happened in basketball? I mean, it would be like, they would never stop talking about it. But in baseball, we've kind of been like, Oh, hey, we don't really know what balls are being used, but Hey, we'd like watching There's
0: baseball. Just- there's a Tom Brady joke in there somewhere, but I don't, I don't know if I can, if I can make it, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I completely agree. It is really weird. Um, baseball has always been interesting in that they're the only sport that's like, you know what, who cares what size your park is like, no big deal. Right. And yeah, yeah, there, you know, there are that's some true. variants in hockey and soccer where they let them use slightly different, you know, size fields, of course, but mm. that's, that's. Minimal compared to the baseball weirdnesses right,
1: um, right. that
0: you see, but it is a good point. Um, I and I keep trying to draw light to it because I think it's ridiculous. I I, I can't believe people are just accepting it. Um, but here we are, and like yeah, I said, we are. when you look when you look back on April, comparing this year's April to last year, April, where there were so many under, so many low scoring games, and this year there were there were some low scoring games, there were some unders for sure, and the books kind of adjust a little bit. But in general, on a, you know on average, you saw an extra run or two. Per game, it seemed like being scored right. comparing April to April. Uh, I think as it warms up, I think we're going to see some really high scoring games in the right combination of warmer weather, pitcher park, wind blowing out. And you're not quite there yet with this, but you're getting close. Pretty yeah. fr- hitter friendly yeah. ballpark, almost 80 degrees, wind blowing out. Uh, Royals, you know, again, like I mentioned, they're paying not terrible, but. Uh, This Orioles offense uh, built to take care of it, take care of business against a pitcher like Lyles uh, could be a a a ton of runs.
1: There there was a reason the Orioles let Lyles go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Wrapping us up here, 3.37 PM Eastern. Mariners at the A's. uh, Yeah, we're going to do the thing. We're going to take the A's. Uh, Plus 205. Uh, They're going to win some. I I believe it because Jared, I believe that's your thing on this is like big plus odds they're gonna win sometimes. Let's find and look is what I've been saying, right? We gotta find the spots to take the favorites, find the spots to take the dogs. You don't ever want to take all or the other because that's a recipe for disaster. It's trying to figure out where there's value. That's why I've built the model. Sideline says this should be Mariners minus 197. So anything with a two is kind of a non-starter. For the Mariners, and once it gets above a two, that's a decent play on the A's B grade value. Here we're gonna risk less, slightly less than one unit to win two. Drew Rosinski, who you know pitched um <laughs> once already this season, wasn't terrible. Uh, pitch overseas, uh, coming back now. You know, so he's a little bit older. He's not really a prospect by any means at this point. Uh, but if he's he's model projects him to be respectable, just league average and a league average pitcher for the A's is a massive upgrade as we've talked about previously uh, with them. So if he's just league average, obviously the bullpen is the really hold your breath. Maybe you look at this maybe you play A's first five. Maybe you play A's in the run line. There's a couple different ways to, to look at this one, uh, but you've got at least a league average pitcher for the A's, which you can't say all the time. George Kirby, obviously love the guy. Sub three ERA, the advanced metrics lineup with that great pitcher. That's part of the reason why I like the under as well as the model projects 7.2. Uh, seeing some eights and eight and a halfs out there. Love the under eight. Love the under eight and a half, depending on how the juice lines up for you. I'd still be playing under seven and a half on this one. I don't think there's going to be very many runs scored at all in a big park in Oakland. Should be a nice day for what you usually see out there. Kind of chilly because it's the Bay Area mid 50s. A slight breeze blowing out like you usually see, but nothing too crazy. Not a strong enough wind for pop flies to carry out, as the wind should say, around five miles an hour. So a model says let's take a chance with the dog here on uh, at the home dog here in Oakland and also loving the under. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us?
1: I have so many points to to make about this game. I'm not sure that I can fit them all in. Uh, Just to recap a a conversation we had last week, the professor is a robot. I'm only one step below a robot. So I completely understand if you cannot get, uh, get the intestinal fortitude to back the A's here, that's completely understandable. Uh, Where where there's value there, there's value. So that that's obviously the number one thing for me. Uh, The other thing is, I know last week we talked about the Mets feel like being fairly disappointing based on the expectations they had. Me personally, I have been probably the most disappointed with the Mariners this year. I thought the Mariners were going to be better. As an Astros fan, the Mariners, if you ask me who I was worried about coming into the season, it was definitely the Mariners. So for me, this is just as much about there is value on the A's. But I think that the Mariners, just the way that they've been playing, I have not been impressed so far this season. It does pain me that I am fading my boy George Kirby. Yeah. Here, he is very good. But I will remind you, his last start, the Mariners lost uh, one nothing. So mm. I, just because he has been pitching great, again, the rest of the Mariners have not been great at times this season. So I think there's just too much value on the A's to pass up here. I understand if you can't stomach it. But again, sometimes you got to hold your nose. I talked about it all offseason. You're going to have to back some bad teams like the A's, uh, these big numbers. And I think you've got an opportunity to do so here.
0: It's a great point that if you're not backing bad teams every once in a while, you're, you're doing it wrong. You're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong, period. Now, now if you just decide to pass on those games, you're doing it less wrong. You are removing options from yourself. But, but if you're just always fading them, you're, you're doing it wrong. There's no other way to put it. Uh, Thankfully for us, the books haven't realized how bad like the Nats are, so we haven't had to back them very often. But the day's coming. We're going to yeah. back the Nats as well. I do think that we got to – my my, what I've been saying is we took so many favorites in April, way more than I ever would have expected because of the fact that I thought the books just did not realize the discrepancy between the good teams and the bad teams. And I think with the A's, especially with the, all the attention that they've been getting, I think the books are like, Oh, this team's really, really bad. So we're going to start seeing more value spots in the A's. We're going to end up winning like one out of three games, but Hey, if we're playing them at plus two hundred five, it's going to slowly increase our bankroll, right? As long as we're winning those one out of three, uh, eventually it's coming with, with the reds, with the, yep. with the Nats, with the, all the, all the bad teams, you know, yep. it's coming. Buckle and, up, everybody. Uh, Buckle up, everybody. Uh, we'll try to pick our spots and find the biggest value spots, of course, to back them. But again, with these bad teams, there are other ways to play it. Like I said, run line for the full game, run line for the first five. Take them on the plus half. You know, you're probably looking about even money for the first five at plus point five. That way, if it is one to one zero zero whatever, you still win. Maybe a little more gamble. Take them on the money line in the first five. That way, if it ties, you push. You got a lot of different ways you can, you can play this one. Uh, and again, just as a reminder, you also have the under the Mariners team total under. Uh, as well some some good looks given like you said they've struggled they struggled barely won uh on tuesday night hopefully they can pull it out for us wednesday because we're back gonna begin pretty hard wednesday but uh you yep. know then maybe they'll lose another george kirby start one nothing that's that, that'd yep. be the perfect setup right yep exactly <gasps> all righty that's all we've got then for you today because jerry any parting words
1: thursdays are sad because there's no night baseball that's that's all i have to say usually i feel like there's one or two
0: games uh this thursday is is like i said take advantage of it people and uh, yeah. enjoy it if for those of you like us who again i've been missing it because life's been crazy but i tend to watch a lot of baseball then uh it is kind of nice every once in a while to have a night where you can focus yeah. on something else but uh this one's a little bit unique usually like having one game up at least um but the the for us being in the central time zone, that last game starting at 5 p.m., uh, it'll be weird if all the game, especially if it's a fast game, all the games are over by like 7.30. That'd be really weird. I, I wouldn't know what to yeah. do with myself. Yeah. <laughs> Watch hockey, I guess, at this point, right?
1: What else are you going to do?
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Pix the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. we be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. And Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember... You can get your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.